Hello and welcome to the 1 106 of a second photography podcast. I'm in January 2021. Before I sort of broke up for Christmas and stopped for Christmas, I did do what I'm looking forward to in 2021. I did an episode about that. I never really did a episode looking back at 2020. Fairly obvious why I never did that towards the end of 2020. 2020, I don't think anyone felt great about towards the end of. But I didn't really do much photography and I keep saying that and I'll always say it until I do. I'm not doing much photography at the moment. My YouTube switched more to video editors and and other things so that I was putting stuff out on YouTube. I was being creative there, but I'm not just going to sit indoors and suddenly switch to macro. Oh, I'll come to macro a little bit later. So I sort of realized the other day that I haven't done any photography YouTube videos for so long and and I started doing them again. It made me think I did make some photography purchases in 2020 and the very start of 2021. And that's what I'm going to talk about today. And I'm going to include any Christmas presents I got. So in 2020, I got the Sony ZV-1 and I primarily bought it for video, but actually I was so pleased with how well it works as a photography camera. I had the Sony RX100 original some time ago and I found I wasn't using it, so I sold it. And (laughs) as soon as I sold it, I missed it. And I wish I had the RX100, but you couldn't get the original. I didn't want to sell the original buy it back. The other ones were too expensive. The Mark 7 is over a thousand pounds. When the ZV-1 came out, oh, that's pretty much pretty much what I would want really. It has some compromises compared to the RX100 series and it has some things it does better. I love the built-in ND filters, particularly for video. So I got that and bought it primarily for video, but using it for photography, it's very, very good. Used it on Christmas Day, as you'll hear in my previous episode, and use it for family photography. It's great. Eye autofocus is amazing. So that's something I got. That's really useful. I also bought a macro lens. And macro lens, a funny thing, macro lenses, you think you'll really use a macro lens, but you don't sort of use a macro lens. I had for micro four thirds a f2.8 60 millimeter macro lens and it was a very good macro lens it was a very technical technically it's very good it's a bit it was very cumbersome to use though and i had it for my micro four thirds olympus and i found i just wasn't using it it was an expensive lens even the lens hood for it was expensive so i sold it and i I got good return on it i was quite happy with it sold my micro four thirds body kept had a sort of secondhand G, G6 or G7, I think, that I kept just for video work. Stayed in the cupboard, didn't really, didn't really use it very much. And then I started to use that more. And then on Black Friday, I saw a deal for the newer macro lens. Now, this macro lens, I think, is 35 millimeters rather than 60. But in many ways, uh, I felt that was better. It, I think it's still, it's not f2.8, I think it's f3.5. It's basically a cheaper version. And then it was on sale on Black Friday. So I really didn't pay very much for it and I got it. And I thought I'll use it more for video. And I have used it exclusively for video. I haven't done any photography with it. But it's actually, to me, a more usable lens than the 60 millimeter macro. It I find it easier, you get it closer. And some people would say that's a disadvantage. It's wider, so you can get more of sort of the background in. But I think it, it's a great lens, and it does product close-ups very well, and, and that's what I use it for. So I sold my 60mm 
the pro sort of macro lens bought this cheaper one and for the use case i have with it because i'm not a macro expert i don't do macro photography just seem to do macro videography it's really good so i, I saved a bit of saved quite a bit of cash there so i was really pleased with that i also finally relented and got an adobe subscription and i'm just using that for video editing i've put photoshop in i put lightroom in but i've not really done a great deal of editing and i'm conflicted about what to edit in and i'll talk about that in a moment so with lightroom i got the lightroom classic no i got lightroom desktop i basically got the wrong lightroom i got the one that you can use that's the same as the mobile one and it drove me mad it's easy to fix, I just need to download the other one and it's not a problem. But I've not been doing a great deal of photography, so I've not been in Lightroom to edit all my pictures and stuff because, as you know, as I say every episode, I've not been out doing much photography. So I've got proper Lightroom and Photoshop on my newest machine and I also, over the Christmas period, got Luminar AI and I'm very pleased with Luminar AI. And it's not Lightroom because it's more like Photoshop. It doesn't do the cataloging, but I don't think that's a problem. It has a plugin for Photoshop and Lightroom. So you can do your cataloging in Lightroom when you finally download the right one. And then when you wanna just do some quick edits, you can see what happens in Luminar AI. You could even do your color correcting in Lightroom and then just see what happens in Luminar AI. Now Luminar AI, I am impressed with. I had Luminar 4, I thoroughly hated it. Got my money back on Luminar 4, I, I just didn't like it. It was trying to do too much. Luminar AI is the right compromise. And I'm in the middle of making YouTube video where I compare the automated editing, completely automated editing using templates in Luminar AI and what I would do with Lightroom. What I would do with Lightroom is better. And I'll tell you why it's better, because I get exactly what I want. But the results with Luminar AI with a few clicks are really quite impressive when you consider I might spend seven minutes editing something in Lightroom and I might press three clicks in Luminar AI, yes, the Lightroom's gonna be better because I've done what I want. I'm okay at editing in Lightroom, but I still get pretty good results with Luminar AI. So I think I might be using Luminar AI an awful lot more than um, Lightroom. So for Christmas, someone bought me a Peak Design sling bag and I love it, it's great. Got a few Peak Design things and they're classics. You'll never get rid of your Peak Design stuff. They're really, really good. I've wanted the sling for ages because if I go out and shoot, even if I go out and do a videography shoot, I don't take much kit. I've got into the habit of being light. So I can fit everything I need in a sling bag. You could fit in a camera and a lens and a few bits and bobs and accessories. That's all I need. Put my Kindle in for when I'm going to London. I'm on the train a lot and that's it. And it's a nice rugged waterproof bag that will protect your kit it's nice to carry it's nice to wear doesn't screen camera bag someone bought me that for christmas so thank you very much to that person i'll be using it all the time when i'm back doing photography the other thing i bought just after christmas was a diffuser for my last light halo the last light halo is a fold down collapsible and when i say collapsible i mean truly collapsible it it doesn't fall it doesn't end up in a circle that you can't fit in your bag or anything it ends up in like a pencil case it completely folds down so it means i can take an 82 centimeter reflector 
with me on a shoot. I can fit it in my Peak Design sling bag as well. Or I can clip it on the end. It's smaller than a small tripod. It's brilliant. Does take a little bit of time to set up and put together, but once you've got it set up and put together, it's great. So I got that ages ago, I got the reflector one with it. So you clip the reflector in, you've got two sides of the reflector. It's not a five in one, because it can't be that. And that's the downside to the last light halo. It's not a five in one. And when I was thinking about getting back doing YouTube photography stuff, I can't use my studio for various reasons due to the current pandemic it's not that there's anyone ill in there it's that yeah i'm not going to go into it but basically my studio is out of action so i'm having to use basically space in the house so i want really like it so i decided i'd get the diffuser for the last light halo because the last light halo has at the bottom a tripod mount so it's a nice big size i bought the diffuser so i clipped the diffuser on set it up I can shine a light through it and I get soft light for my YouTube work. So I've been doing that this weekend, actually. So those were the purchases I made in 2020 and just into 2021. So not a lot. Again, I've not been doing a lot. I've not been selling off old gear and stuff. Everything's sort of stored. But I did get a few things and they've all been really good and I've all been really pleased with them and I guess I need to learn some stuff about buying gear that maybe we don't need to buy gear all the time it's really tempting to fall into that trap and I've certainly fallen into it but I just want to talk about my photography gear purchases of the last year I must ask a favor of you I've set up an Instagram I've been posting to it every day, trying to keep momentum going on Instagram. This is an Instagram for the photography podcast. Could you please, if you've got time, search for 160S Photography Podcast on Instagram and maybe follow me. I'd really appreciate it if that momentum could gain pace. Thank you so much and I'll see you next week. Goodbye.